Hello and welcome to Cold Bank Sports. Tonight, the Utah Jazz just decimated the Memphis Grizzlies. And Donovan Mitchell showing that he is really just a superstar caliber caliber player in today's NBA. His final stat line was 35 points. Um, I believe he had 20 plus in the first quarter, if I remember correctly. He was 12 for 17 from the field, 5 for 7 from 3, um, 6 for 6 from the line, had a couple rebounds, and 7 assists. Donovan is absolutely amazing. Definitely just going to be a staple of this franchise for the next 5 or so years, and hopefully longer than that. It was a joy to watch him play tonight, and I'm really excited to see where he goes with the Jazz in the future. Um, other notable performances tonight from the Jazz, taking a look at um, the second best performance was Jordan Clarkson with 28. I believe that's the most points he's put up in a while. He's been struggling um, from two recently and had a bounce back game a couple nights ago, I believe, but in his 29 minutes, putting up 20, um, 28 points on five of 12 shooting from three, absolutely stellar. It's having great games from a couple players that has really allowed the Jazz to continue to dominate this year. So even when you end up having a game from Bojan where he's one for seven from the field and one for two from three, last year, I don't know if the Jazz win this game. They don't win it before they get Clarkson. But even though we, even though the Jazz took a step forward by not always needing Donovan to have a dominant game, they still didn't necessarily have the support they needed from the other um, team, from other teammates other than Bojan, to be able to go out there and win games like this. And so tonight, you have the whole team contribute, and it was just really something special to see. Carter Chiver said, or C. Chiver said in the chat, um, welcome to the Jazz. Turnover Thomas is my nickname for this guy. <laughs> How many did Matt Thomas have? He had... Um, Three turnovers in his seven minutes. I expect to see him improve, but I don't know if I expect to see him play more than garbage minutes for the rest of the season. You can watch Dale and my episode um, this morning. We talked a bit about that um, in our trade deadline discussion. But really, Matt Thomas could be a super exciting piece in the future. But we pretty much have our nine-man rotation set um, 10 if you want to throw Mia Oni coming in on occasion. So Thomas and Ilyasova, in my mind, are kind of like a like a fire extinguisher. Break glass in case of emergency. If something bad happens, we'll see a lot more of them. But as long as everyone stays healthy, it's going to be just business as usual. And you'll see new faces on the bench, but not really anything else. Um, Dante May said... Great game. Someone pissed Donovan off in the second half. <laughs> yeah, I. it was just something special to see. Watching him become the player that he is. And there, what frustrates me the most that he still does um, is seeing him at the end of the game maybe play a bit more ISO than I personally want to see. But looking at where he was when he came into the league, to now is an absolutely amazing leap, even though he was um, rookie of the year. I'm, I'm just going to say he was, whether or not whether or not he actually won the award. The steps that he's taken 
as long as the leadership he provides to this team at 23 years of age, I want to say, is something absolutely special. And I really hope he gets a championship. I hope it's here in Utah. But man, he's got a special NBA career career in front of him. And I wouldn't be surprised if five, seven years down the line, we're talking about him winning the MVP. And it's something just really special to see. I do feel like this is historic. There's been other fun jazz players to watch. I really remember that Rodney Hood was really fun to watch. Gordon Hayward, fun to watch. Um, I don't know if I'm going to get crucified for saying that, but he played some really beautiful basketball. But I don't think any player has hyped me up as much as Donovan Mitchell. And I've got to throw Rudy Gobert in there. They, they're just a truly iconic duo that I think is going to be in jazz history and be fondly remembered by the by jazz fandom and by the organization as a whole. Um, so just really quick look at the box score. Jazz were back to shooting threes. Last night, I believe they only shot around 30. Tonight, they shot 45, um, hit 19 of them for 42.2% from behind the arc. Got to be happy with that. It was really interesting to see that they were able to do that because last night, the Grizzlies took that away from um, Utah. And so Gobert went and I believe scored 25 points last night. Tonight, they weren't able to take it away from the Jazz. Gobert only put up, um, let me make sure I get this right, only put up 16. So still a pretty good night for him. But the Jazz just hit from three. So you've got to stop Gobert and you've got to stop the three-point shooters. The teams that are capable of doing that, um, were the Clippers. They showed that in the third game that we played against them, and that's why they were able to win so handily. Um, I believe the Lakers will be capable of that. I don't think we're going to get to play the Lakers at full strength this season. We'll see them in three, four weeks. But if LeBron and AD, if AD will probably be back, but LeBron probably won't. So that's going to be a shocker in the fi- um, in the playoffs if we make it to that matchup. I am really concerned about the Jazz just having to go into that cold. And I'll be interested to see how they pull it off, especially if the Lakers get Drummond. Then all of a sudden you can have AD and Drummond um, playing 48 minutes, complementing each other's um, time on the court. So I'm really intrigued. Obviously, Drummond is currently not a Laker, but I expect to see that happen. I hope it doesn't, but... We'll see what goes on there. So it, it it's going to be an exciting season. And I don't want to just kind of ride off the Grizzlies and go straight to um, playoffs and who we might be playing. But the Grizzlies are a great team with a lot of talent. But the last two nights have shown that Utah is just significantly better. Um, Chivers said, in the first quarter, I predicted the Jazz would win 126-114. So close. That's that's awesome. Um Spicy YT, great game today. Could not agree more. Um, Francis John Ruiz, human torch slash flamethrower unleashed again. It's the offensive powerhouse that the Jazz have become this year. Even though they had a great offensive team last year, it just feels leaps and bounds ahead of where they were. And I was listening, um, Mountain America Credit Union, I believe is the sponsor for the Jazz three-point Um makes for, I think it's like 50 bucks for every three pointer. And I, I would love to know how much they had budgeted for that 
and kind of how shocked they are about how many threes the Jazz are hitting. Since I'm sure they're paying a lot more $50 bills out than they were expecting when they when they signed that deal at the beginning of the season. Um, let's see. Um, Dante May said, if we don't keep calmly, I can see Donovan and Matt as our back coat with court with Joe and JC off the bench. That's really an interesting thought. I'd have to see a lot more from Matt. Um, I would prefer, with what I know, I'd prefer Joe to be starting. But Conley, and I do take promises from players with a grain of salt. I think it's, things always change. The market's so volatile that I don't want to hold Conley to his promise. Conley did promise um, partway through this season he was coming back next year. So I'm really hoping that goes through since... Conley's not going to really be able, even, no matter how good this year is, I don't know if there's going to be a team he can go to and have championship aspirations like the Jazz currently have and get a lot of money. So he might, if he goes somewhere, he'll probably be taking similar or less money. Um, and maybe he thinks he'll have a better shot. Like if he were to decide to pack up and go to LA over the summer, since we know that um, both LA, both the Lakers and the um, Clippers are looking for better point guards. That could work out, but I am semi-confident that Mike will be back next year. I think something um, crazy in the league would have to happen, but more so that he would have to feel incredibly disrespected by the community or the organization for him to decide to leave at this point. So fingers crossed that he's back, but obviously anything could happen. Um how how am I doing tonight? Um, I'm doing good. Just really happy for a Jazz win. It's always so much more fun to come onto these live streams after the Jazz pick up a W. And for anyone who's watching, um, we're currently at eight. Really like to see how high we can get the stream tonight. So if you leave a like, that increases the chance that this shows up on people's feeds. So that would be awesome. Um, Ice Cream says, so glad the Jazz won. Um, do do I think the Jazz will win a title this year? I think it's possible. Um. I do think it I do think there's a lot more that the Jazz need to happen um, than a team like the Lakers or the Nets need to happen. I think those teams are set up with a lot of um playoff and finals tested players, and that whatever seed they're at, they're gonna have a great chance at making the finals. I really think that the Jazz need to um need to avoid playing both LA teams uh, as good as I think they are and as much as I can think they can beat either team in the playoffs if we have to see one of them in the semis and then one of them in the Western Conference Finals that's really concerning to me just based on the grind that the Jazz would have to go through without really having a lot of playoff experience on this team so I'm fingers crossed right now that the Lakers either have a great surge to get back up in the 2-3 spot or that they fall down to the sixth seed so worst case scenario for the Jazz is the Lakers fall down to the seventh seed and then end up getting the eighth seed in the play-in tournament and we're all of a sudden playing L.A. in in the first round. But I really do think the Jazz are capable of winning tonight, of winning this year, and that's not something I would have said um, in December, but it's definitely, I'm definitely high on the Jazz right now. Um, Spicy says, glad we're the first seed in the West. Couldn't agree more. Um, 548 has us, finishing the year 54 and 18, six games ahead of the Suns and Clippers who would be tied for the second seed. So 
I really expect we're going to keep this. Another um, stat looking at basketball reference that blew my mind today is, so they rank the, re- the remaining strength of schedule um, with plus minus that looking at it kind of ranges from anywhere from um, from negative 10, negative seven-ish to positive seven-ish. So the Jazz's current remaining strength of schedule is negative 1.77. So to put that in perspective, that's the um, easiest schedule in the West. And if you compare it to the um, to the East, it is the easiest schedule. So they have the easiest schedule left in the entire NBA, according to basketball reference. So really, it's coasting to the one seed at this point and seeing what happens in the playoffs. As exciting as this regular season I'm is going to finish out, it's really going to be the playoffs that make this season a success or make this season a failure. I think that everyone agrees that you'd rather have the Jazz have the five seed and make the Western Conference Finals than the one seed and bow out in the semis. So I'm interested to see where this goes from here, but it's definitely been a special year so far. And I some stuff can take away from that, but it's still going to be a great season no matter what. Um, I could see something like this. Um, this is from Chivers. First round, the Jazz play the Grizzlies. Second round, the Jazz play the Blazers. Third round, the Jazz play the Clippers. Fourth round, the Jazz play the Nets. Yeah, I could definitely see that happening. Um, really depends on where the Lakers fall. I I would put wherever the Lakers fall seating-wise, I think the Jazz will be playing them. Um, unless Anthony Davis or LeBron James just can't get back from their injury, which I don't expect to see happening, we're going to be playing... Los An- we're going to be playing the Lakers in the finals, in the um, in the in the playoffs, unless the Clippers somehow beat them. But I do think the Lakers are better than the Clippers by far. Um, also, instead of Blazers, I, I can def- I would definitely not be shocked if you're right. If I were to put it right now, and this might just be me going worst case scenario. Jazz played Golden State in the first round. Jazz played Denver Nuggets in the second round. Jazz played Lakers in the th- um, in the finals, in the Western Conference finals, and then Nets. So it's going to be a rough road. There's not going to be any team that I see the Jazz playing where I'm like, oh, they'll sweep them in four. Even if we get Golden State with how injury-ridden they've been in the first round, Steph Curry's not just going to bow out and get swept. I'd love to do it, but thats I don't think that's going to happen with Golden State. Um, let's see. Dante May with Donovan playing the point. Oh, okay, I'm guessing you're referring to um, if Conley were to leave. I do think if Conley leaves, Donovan's going to have to transition more to the point role. He's definitely improved a lot this year, but he does so much better when he has um, Joe or Mike on the floor with him to kind of share in ball handling responsibilities. So one day though, he's going to be our point guard and he's not necessarily going to have another solid um, ball handler on the floor. And he's going to have to take more steps to get there, but I definitely see him doing it. Um, The Nets are going to be a problem with the, to the jazz with LaMarcus Aldridge joining the, the Nets as well from spicy YT. Yeah. I'm interested to see how much time LaMarcus Aldridge gets. Since now you have um, who do you 
Who else did they pick up? Now you have LaMarcus Aldridge and you have um, DeAndre Jordan and, and Blake Griffin. So uh, they do play slightly different positions. Um, but we'll see how they balance it minutes-wise. minutes, minutes wise. And I personally would rather see LaMarcus Aldridge on the floor than... Well, I actually don't know what the centers they have. The Nets are just going to be hard. LaMarcus Aldridge might be a factor. But the fact that you have Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and um, James Harden. And so when all three of those guys are on the floor, who do you guard them with? Like, who? I mean, you're obviously going to have um, O'Neal guarding one of them. But then, do you have Donovan guard James Harden? Like, Donovan's an okay defender, but not that good. Are you bringing in Joe, and are you trying to play Joe and um, Royce O'Neal in the starting lineup just to have some more defensive prowess on the court? I, frankly, am really disappointed we didn't get to play a full-strength Nets um, this week. And the Nets and the Lakers, not having played either of them at full strength, and I'm making an assumption on the Lakers – having to run up, run into them in the playoffs is going to be really difficult for Utah. It brings back a lot of memories of um, a couple years ago when the Jazz tried to make some adjustments in the first few games against James Harden and the Rockets. And while those adjustments ended up panning out, um, it took three games and the Jazz were already down 0-2. So Utah really needs um, to be able to go in and kind of have a game plan because we've seen that making adjustments in the playoffs is really difficult to do. So that lack of understanding of those teams, I feel like puts Utah at a disadvantage, especially when you look at um, just how those teams have a lot of individual players that play well and the Jazz are a team unit. So while obviously I'm not going to discount Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, the night, and then the absolute flamethrowers the other players can be. The Jazz need, I feel like they need to be able to have that team experience to be able to be successful come playoff time. So not having team experience against the Nets and the Lakers will hurt them, in my opinion. I still think they're capable of winning, but it's not the ideal situation I'd like to see them in. Um, Billy Manziel, Jazz win it all. Fingers crossed, man. Fingers crossed for the for Utah. Um, what do I think about the Jazz disrespect because they're not a big market team? Um, see, part of it is definitely because they're not a big market team. But how much of it is that? I mean, the Nets have been disrespected a decent amount up until they got Kyrie and KD. And they're in New York. So there's always a level of disrespect, I feel, among teams that haven't proven that they can win it all. So part of it is definitely the market size. But the last time the Jazz made it to the finals, the only two times, was in the end of the 90s. They made it to the Western Conference Finals um, in 08, but got destroyed by the Spurs and never sniffed them again. So do I... I do think there's some fairness to be concerned about the Jazz... But I do think if you're saying that they're not a good team and that they're incapable this year, you're just not watching Utah play. Because they're playing at an elite level, not only statistically, but they pass the eye test as well. 
There's there have been some hiccups. Um, they're definitely not as dominant as they were after their their four four start. But teams have tape now, and the fact that the Jazz showed that they could bounce back after a rough stretch around the All Star break, and that they're going to continue to win, and that they're beating good teams, they have shown that they have the ability to continue. And right now, it looks like they could be the only team to have fifty plus wins this season. Which, you know, in a normal year is something you expect, but obviously with 10 less games, it makes it harder to get to 50 wins. So having not only having the best record in the league at the end of the year, if that happens, but having it by five or six games is just something that's truly impressive, assuming that it works out kind of how um, 538 and basketball reference have it, have it um, written out. 11 people watching. Yeah, we're back down to nine, it looks like. But it's just so great to have all of you guys tuning in. This is something that um, I don't think Dale and I really ever expected to get to so quick when we started the channel. And we definitely didn't expect to be talking about an NBA Finals, a possible NBA Finals appearance every night on the stream and every week. It's I don't know if it's going to happen, but it's just really special to have that be something that's not out there and like something we're reaching for as a discussion point. Um, SEC or SCE, sorry, says Mitchell could not miss. He was hot. Yeah, he was on fire tonight. Um, I'll be interested to see because I feel like one of these seasons in the near future, we're going to be able to watch Donovan Mitchell average 27 or 28 points. He's going to reach that level of efficiency that he can do that and not take too much away from the other um, players on the court and that'll be something special to watch I I don't know if I've ever been this this hyped for any getting to watch the future of any jazz player I mean again I said earlier that there's been some fun players to watch but I am hyped for what really I think is going to be a hall of fame legacy and something that and Donovan's going to be able to get his jersey number retired along with number 27 I I do need to keep plugging Rudy Gobert because he might not have those clutch three-pointers, but man, the the fact that he's able to just bring the Jazz defense from what is honestly kind of a middle-of-the-pack um, or top 10 to 8 defense and bring them up to the number one in the league, he really has that 7 to 10 spot impact on Utah. And that is something that even as jazz fans who are super hyped on him, we forget and never really give him the credit he deserves since, I mean, why did the jazz destroy Memphis tonight the way they did? Yeah, it was because JC and Donovan went off from downtown and absolutely had incredible scoring nights, but you don't get those 20 plus point leads just because of that. You get that because they can't get by Gobert and all of a sudden half their shots are um not the quality they want. And it's just something great to see. Um, Kenneth Bonzo, is there a particular reason that the Jazz don't really participate in the buyout market? Is it because we aren't a big market team? So let me double check this really quick. Let me go to NBA um, Utah Jazz roster. So I'm pretty sure right now, at least this season, that the trade for Matt Thomas... Matt Thomas, I've been saying Michael Thomas, um, brought the Jazz to 15 um, players on the roster. 
So let me just double check here. Yeah, they've got um, 17 in total. I believe two of those are two-way players. So they currently don't have an extra roster spot to sign anyone to. Also, the Jazz are currently in the luxury tax. Um, and if they were to pick someone up off the buyout market, that would probably push them farther into the luxury tax. And while I do think we'll see under Ryan Smith maybe a new willingness to go a bit into the salary cap, there's not really anyone on the buyout market that I feel like would greatly improve Utah. And so I don't think there's enough to gain from the monetary cost that that would be. So that's at least this year why we're not in the buyout market. I don't know about other years, but right now we're capped out at our 15 guys and we're not going to cut anyone from the roster. So we're not, um, there's no one to add since we're not going to, since the jazz aren't going to cut anyone. Um, SCE said Mitchell really had a lot of fun. And when he's having, sorry. Um, and when he's having fun, he plays a lot more well than more than off. Yeah. He plays really well when he's having fun and, it's just infectious, man. Like watching them, them laugh and just be so happy for each other is something that's really great. And the camaraderie on this team is special. It's something that is really easy to have when you're winning and hard to have when you're losing. And I think that you see like teams, um, teams like the Clippers, I don't know entirely what's going on and they're a very talented team, but it does seem like when the going gets rough, the Clippers get snappy since I don't know what's up with the culture there. It does kind of feel like there's been a big cultural shift that has maybe hurt the organization some. So don't, obviously I don't have any inside sources on that, but there's definitely, I think I'll be interested to see. I, it, you definitely kind of saw that in the bubble. Um, there was definitely animosity amongst them, but I don't know if um, that's continued on this season, but when they hit rough stretches, it kind of looks like it has. So we will see. It looks like we're coming to an end here on the stream. Thank you so much for everyone tuning in. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. I believe the Jazz play next uh, Monday night. Dale will have that game. So please come join us. Let's get this stream back up. We're almost to 450 subs. So if you haven't subbed, please give us a sub and let's get to 450. I, I can't say thank you, a lot. thank you enough. So thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. Leave a like. Keep the discussion going in the comments and go Jazz.